El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a weekly column for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do any of that shit at all. Joining me today, she is a damn legend around these parts. You've heard her on this podcast so many times, but then she up and moved to England, and now she's hosting her own podcast called Two Non-Doctors. Ladies and gentlemen, Maria Shahada. Also joining me, she is a fantastic comedian from New York City who's got a special out right now that you can watch. She's also the other half of the duo who hosts the Two Non-Doctors podcast. Imagine that. Ladies and gentlemen, Liz Mealy. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I do have a couple of guests from a new podcast that is joining the network. How about that? It's called Two Non-Doctors, hosted by Maria Shahada and Liz Mealy. Did I get your last name right? Perfect. You nailed it. Perfect. Maria, how are you? Maria is a, a legend on this network. Oh, thank you. That's you. Stop it. And um, then, no, then she ran off to England like some kind of traitor. Some kind of dumbass. But now she's back. How's it yeah. going? All right. All right, guys. It's, um, you know, I'm fine. I'm just, um, I'm just here still doing the same day over and over and over again. <laughs> still trying to get it right. And I keep fucking it up. Um, but I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Uh, this is Liz's first time on the show Liz you're in New York right yeah yeah I'm in New York I'm in a closet I this is the the quietest place not metaphorically no yeah no <laughs> although happy pride to anybody that has left uh their uh uh sexual closet I don't know if that's the right way to say that sexual um, closet but, <laughs> but I am I am in a physical closet uh because it's the best place to uh podcast and it also keeps me and my boyfriend uh not murdering each other so this is, this is he puts I'm you in the closet. He just shoves you in the closet. Oh, it's like now it's like, it's nice. Like there's like, we have a, like a big O light in front of me. That's why I'm like so well lit. And, oh, uh, mm, he bought nice. me a little table that has wheels. Um, and then I have, I'm sitting on a pillow right now and uh, all these clothes That's, are clean. So it's such a reminder of my move to London. Just like it's a closet, but it's a nice closet. I've yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, in New York city, this isn't much bigger than most apartments I've lived in where I'm just like, no, it's so spacious. I could, my elbows, like, look at all this space. <laughs> <laughs> Maria or Liz, tell us about to tell the people. I mean, I've heard the podcast, but tell the people oh. about two non-doctors. Okay, Two Non-Doctors is a podcast Liz and I do because we're always giving each other unsolicited, not even unsolicited medical advice. It's like just uninformed medical advice. Like <laughs> there's always issues with us. And so we just go to each other and like, I'm like, what do you think this is? And and, and am I going to die? And, um, you know, and she'll help me out and vice versa. And so we just decided to share that info with everyone else. Um, we're yeah. also, we're researchers. So I think a lot of times like, like I'll have a rash and I'll be like, Maria, what do you think that is? And she'll like, let's find out. And so we'll start like looking at pictures and doing research and like reading blog and like to the point where sometimes I give up and I'm like, I'll just make a doctor's appointment. And she'll be like, okay, you either have ringworm or you have syphilis. We'll figure it out. And I'm just like, what? Those are too far. But like, I think what I appreciate about both of us, and it was an inside joke before it became a podcast, is the fact that like, we kind of have always taken each other's questions really seriously. Like she's the person that even a little bit of my ability to cook is because Maria has cooked for me, but also like taking the time to be like, this is paprika. It's kind of like a pepper in some ways. You can use it in that sense. And she was like, when you use lemon zest, don't get crazy. You don't want to be too zesty. Like she just like, True. she's always been a person that has 
helped me learn in a way that made it fun and enjoyable. And I think in some ways we're trying to do the same thing. Like we might, we always say we're morons, please, you know, talk to a doctor. We don't know what we're talking about, but I think in a lot of ways we are excessive researchers and we also experiment on our own bodies. And it's just like a funny way (laughs) of talking about how we support each other. But not to like insult actual researchers who do real work. We yeah yeah I know yeah <laughs> we Google a lot. We're Googlers. <laughs> when you uh, go out to WebMD for stuff like that, are you do you tend to lean more toward the the catastrophic result or the less scary result? Because for me, I'm always like if if I look up something that's happening to me on WebMD and it says cancer or fatigue. I'm just going with fatigue because then I don't have to go to the doctor. I think guys, I think guys tend to go. It's nothing. And women tend to go. We're all going to die. Like, I think that's mm, that could be. I I like to even though we all know, especially with like COVID and stuff, you don't need all the symptoms to have something. I tend to go from the place that like it's the more symptoms you have, the more likely it is something as opposed to like if it's a symptom if there's 10 symptoms and you have two of them i'm like that's probably not it yeah. but there's you gotta 10 judge sy- it by a curve <laughs> yeah there <laughs> is it's, it's almost like time you're fine yeah exactly like i'm like well that's a 70 percent, and that's passing so that means you have it so like <laughs> we have like weird stupid people logic but i i don't get scared until i start to have most of the symptoms that seems reasonable so we're talking about covid19 today which uh it's i think crazy. makes makes good sense we're, for for having you two on the podcast, I'm really flustered today. I don't know why. Well, we're really intimidating people. You know how good I am, and you just imagine. You know, you've heard Liz on my podcast, my my mine podcast. <laughs> yeah, Liz you, is a guest on your podcast all the time. My engagement didn't work. <laughs> crazy. I, like, you, I, I like you. Like I love how you fumbled confidence, and now I'm like, now we got a stoner over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We will all link to where you can hear two non-doctors on the post for this episode on unpops.com. Please check it out. Please support Maria and Liz. And uh, I'm very happy to have you both on the network. Very exciting. Yay. Very excited. Um, Before we get started, I have to do one thing that we haven't done in a while because I've been pretty goddamn frazzled. But uh, speaking of uh, subscribers and things, shout out to our $50 Patreon subscribers, Rebecca Stewart, Kai Zaborski, Ann Bengson, and Homerostasis, if that is your real name. Uh, Now that we have the new subscription service set up, we're going to work on streamlining the Patreon a bit. So be on the lookout for that. And now let's talk about what we're talking about today. Coronavirus. Either of you got it? I actually think I did have it um, I really? like pretty early on. Yeah, did you, because um, this is before the symptom of um, not being able to smell anything, like not being able to smell your own shit came out. And so I was like, ah, oh, like I thought, um, I don't remember what I thought it was. I just thought it was like a sinus infection, but I couldn't smell anything. I couldn't smell soap on my hands. Couldn't smell my own shit. I couldn't smell. Um, but uh, I didn't really think anything of it until other people started saying it. And so it was sort of like this undocumented, like, oh, you, you know, you have COVID if you can't smell anything. And then articles started coming out about it. And then it became an actual symptom of it. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm glad we were locked down because I was, I was treating it like it was just sinus problems. <laughs> so I would have just been out talking to everyone like, hey, how's it going? So I think I had it, but I wasn't really like symptomatic otherwise. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have uh, like, I was a coughing. I didn't have a fever. I wasn't tired or I was a little out of breath. I remember being out of breath, like just walking. But other than that. I think I had it in February, which is kind of crazy because, um, you know, they now they now say months later that it was in New York City pretty early, which logically makes sense. We're, you know, we're an international hub and, you know, um, coolest city in the world. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, we have nothing anymore. So I'm going to be like in the past, we were awesome. <laughs> but um, I remember I got really sick at the end of February and I almost lost my voice. And it was, it was a cold or in my mind, it was a cold, but it was the worst cold I've ever had where I usually could just take NyQuil and sleep. And I couldn't like it did nothing. So then um, mm. I, I sat on a nail at a gig and it punctured, it like punctured um, the back of my leg. And so I was going from Atlanta to Florida and for my friend's birthday. And I had to be like, hey, I need to go to like a, like a minute clinic or something because I need to get a tetanus shot. And I remember I was super sick 
and I was with the the doctor and she's like, do you want that checked out? I was like, no, it's just a cold. I just need a tetanus shot. And she's like, okay, you should get like Sudafed or something. Like you need to do something else. And that like, kind of- I'm a non-doctor. It's just- As a, a non-doctor. <laughs> um, this is before we even knew we were going to do this. This is where I was just like, I'm pretty confident that everything I do is right. But I just was like, it's a cold. It's fine. I never like to take antibiotics or anything. I think that it leads you down a, a, a shady path for your future. Um, that's just my logic. But I, um, I got the tetanus shot. And then I got Sudafed and the Sudafed was helping me sleep because I would cough so aggressively in the middle of the night that I couldn't breathe. And I had never experienced that before. So I was like almost losing my voice and I was doing like an hour show every night, but I was, I was, I never experienced that worse of, um, uh, voice loss. I don't know, but it was the coughing late at night. And then I felt better, went to Europe. Like I, right as I was feeling better, I went to Europe and then towards when COVID got really serious, I was with Maria and I was leaving and I started to get sick again. And I've never gotten sick so back to back before. Like it was probably like a two week window where I didn't feel sick. And I was like, did I get, I, I just felt very vulnerable. So I don't know if that first one was it or the second one, but I do think I had like a baby version. I love that you were like, I went to Europe and then COVID got worse. It's like, <laughs> I do. I think <laughs> I'm a type that over here, bitch. Because when we got to Paris, because me and Maria were in Paris and it was like, hey, it's in Paris and it's crazy. And we it was like the day we arrived. And then we left for Paris and we went to London. And they're like, hey, it's in it's in the UK and it's crazy. And I was just like, oh, and then I went and then I flew to New York because I didn't want them to have a pandemic without me. So I of flew to, to. Yeah, I was just like, please, I want to be stuck <laughs> with you guys. Um, but I, I do think I probably did some spreading. I tried to, we were social distancing even when we were in Paris though. Remember that comic that wanted to give me a hug and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, no, no, thanks. I think like the biggest thing we were concerned about in Paris was bed bugs, getting bed bugs. Oh, that's true. Subway. Yeah. That was, Metro, that was actually whatever. pretty funny where I was just like, you know, I think this is going to be a rough trip for us. And she's like, I really think we are going to have a rough trip. <laughs> I feel like bed bugs would be worse. I'd rather have coronavirus way. than bed bugs. Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah. Bed bugs were in your life. Yeah. I don't think I've had it. I'm one of those people who has it in my head that I, I don't really get sick. So the secret is my vaccine against coronavirus. <laughs> uh, just... That's hilarious. Also, but you, you, you vape a lot. And I don't know if you smoke or not, but they say that smokers are more, um, they're more uh, prone to not get it. I don't, I don't know what the word is. Like you're more unlikely to get coronavirus if you smoke because the all the tar in your lungs is protecting you from <laughs> oh this virus. Oh my God. It How? can't penetrate. There's so much tar and disgusting shit in your lungs. Those little spikes on the virus cannot penetrate and puncture. <laughs> Would you imagine if we're left with all the smokers and they're like, you're welcome. Like yeah, we were doing like, this oh. the whole time. Well, I do know when you, who? when you quit smoking for a while after you cough way more because all of that stuff is breaking up and the like hairs in your throat start working again yeah so maybe yeah maybe we all just need to start smoking like full tar marlboro cigarettes genuinely like nobody wants to admit that 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 is what we need to do as a population everybody starts smoking and then when they come up with a uh, vaccine we can quit again together we'll all be so happy (laughs) yeah yeah just cut a hole in your mask so you can smoke through it (laughs) that is my favorite thing to see though is somebody wearing a mask that's pulled down under them and they're smoking a cigarette and i'm just like so where what is your hierarchy of health like where where are you it's always like when somebody's like riding a bike without a helmet smoking a cigarette while drinking a coffee reading a book and you're just like what what are you are you chasing death like what are you doing like i just want to talk to you about your your goals (laughs) i do feel like with the surges that are happening right now it's not necessarily people chasing death but i think a lot of people just want to get it and get it over with Mm. because then you might have uh, antibodies built up then and you won't get it again we don't know that for sure but it's possible not only do we not know that for sure but there's such a selfishness in the idea that like i'll get it and i'll be fine but it's like maybe if you you got it and then you stayed in your closet for two weeks but people are hoping to get it but then they're mingling with all these other people not knowing if they have they themselves have underlying health issues if their their friends and family have underlying health issues and also this isn't like a couple of months ago when they just assumed it was like babies and old people you have 25 year olds dying from it yeah and it's going way back up. I don't know, at least in the United States, for sure, cases are up 30% compared to the beginning of the month. And now hospitals are getting strained again to capacity, which is the same thing that prompted the lockdown in the first place. 
So it yeah. feels like we're just headed for another lockdown and maybe we should be. We have that to look forward to in the UK because we're still technically locked down. And um, I think next Saturday on the 4th of July, which I think they did on purpose, was sort of like, oh, it's American Independence Day. Let's <laughs> rival it. And um, but they're going to open up pubs and restaurants and hairdressers and um, in, to so go indoor in pubs, like not just yeah, outdoor? to be able to go inside. And oh, and, my God. Um, yeah. With social distancing uh regulations in place i've but, yeah. seen drunk english people they don't so oh, you distance. know how you know how diligent you are when you're drunk like you'll yeah that. <laughs> that'll work and um yeah and so we'll be we'll be where you are we're just probably about two weeks behind the united states just generally which is weird because in the uk they let you drink outside the pubs like why wouldn't they just con- like we new york city is so funny because they kind of loosened the laws of being able to buy booze and and buy them outside and carry them since everything was curbside so it's just people op- you know open and carrying uh um alcohol which is technically not legal here but i was just like i think of england they already let you do that so there's a part of me that is like you already have a system set in place where you can drink outside just drink outside yeah. Well, right now the pubs are open outside. Like you, um, oh, you that was an essential business. Drink outside. <laughs> it, well, no, it just it just opened up. But like <laughs> everyone, everyone thought it was an essential business, except yeah, the government. yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, that is what you can do now. Have either of you been to a restaurant or bar since they started reopening? Like to dine just in? Out. I haven't like sat inside. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. So now they're really making like outdoor seating. So there's like a burger place where like they used to only have like maybe two tables outside and now they have like seven tables. And like there used to be pretty strict rules with the sidewalks. And it seems like they clearly extended what these sidewalk rules are. So I've seen it, but I don't know. I'm I've been going for walks with friends in the park and I've been sitting in the park. But that seems to be much easier to social distance in the park. Just not ready. Yeah. I picked up food from a restaurant the night California started reopening, and I, I assumed I was just going to pick it up at the door, but we had to go all the way in to the bar, and there were just tons of people sitting at the tables with no masks on, and this was like two weeks ago. Those people are probably all dead now. <laughs> like, I don't get the rush to want to go back and sit at a restaurant. I do. If you're stuck inside your house with the people, whoever it is, you ended up being in lockdown with i think any anything else anything else if they had opened dentists first people would have been in line for the dentist just yeah. to do anything else i just want somebody to poke my gums it's just, been so long i just want a different <laughs> fucking wall to look at like I, you know <laughs> honestly i i mean i guess i get it in some sense but i i just don't understand why you wouldn't cater it a little bit so like get your drinks and go to the park or go for a walk or I don't I I just don't understand why that like having to sit inside a room at a restaurant is like one of the most important like I get it as a bonding thing and that's truly I don't really go to parties or or do anything fun I feel like going out to eat with my friends is the most social thing but at the same time I'm still not like the only thing I'm desperate for right now, and I found out it's not even in phase four of New York, is getting my eyebrows threaded. Like my boyfriend just told me, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I don't even feel pretty because my eyebrows. So I keep, I keep, you know, tweezing between here to make them two eyebrows, but they're, they're too <laughs> aggressive. She knows they're too aggressive. And I thought we opened up to phase two, um, this week and I like I passed by the eyebrow threading thing every day being like oh maybe they're just tired or maybe what and then it came out I was like maybe they just didn't get enough rest for three months and then it came out that phase four um which we're only at phase two phase four doesn't include gyms it doesn't include movie theaters it doesn't include any skin-to-skin contact so like massages and I'm assuming threading but there is no like plan for phase five so I was like what the hell does that mean but that's that's where I'm a little itchy like I would I would wear a mask everywhere with just my eyebrows out just to get my eyebrows threaded. Like I'm ready to like tape my face back so somebody (laughs) can make my eyebrows look better. Yeah, New York is the one place that's doing, I mean, probably not the one place, but of the major hotspot areas, New York is doing really well. Like cases are still down. Well, they're also, so I'm gonna butcher the math, but they had like a whole math problem of like how many deaths, like the number of deaths that was acceptable, that sounds horrible, but also like the number of new cases, like they all had to be with down a certain number for phase one, and then they would do two weeks and it had to be under another number and that would be phase two. So they're actually like, they made a plan with 
I guess the CDC or whoever knows things, the who, and then they are sticking by it as opposed to you look at like Georgia or Florida, it's like, let's go everybody, everybody at once. Let's just go outside. So like it sucks and it's painful. And you know, I'm, I'm joking about my eyebrows, but I do respect the way that we're handling it. I think it's silly to have been locked down for three months and just throw everybody back together and not think what's happening in Arizona and Texas and um, Florida is going to happen. Even in California, we've had a 47 percent increase in the past week in coronavirus cases it's almost 50 percent almost arizona's <laughs> at 77 percent my kind of math Liz. <laughs> welcome i'm just helping the listeners i'm out there for the listeners that don't like math <laughs> uh, michigan's 75 percent increase texas 70 percent wow. florida 66 wow. percent that's and crazy a lot of people are trying to make the argument that it's just increased testing that's why I, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's it's not because of increased testing. And even if it was, hospitalizations are going way up, which that kind of deflates the idea that it's just because of increased testing. And it's, it's not just uh, that hospitalizations are going up, but now younger people are predominantly the ones who are getting it. In California, 56% of COVID cases are people 18 to 49 years old, even though that demographic only makes up 43.5% of the state's population. People over 65 now account for 15%, which is in line with their proportion of the population. So it's not testing, it's, and it's also not protests. I think a lot of people worried that the Black Lives Matter protests would lead to a bunch of coronavirus outbreaks. And they didn't because, for one, a lot of those protesters were wearing masks. And two, when those protests first kicked off, people in the areas where they happened, if you weren't participating, you were way more likely to just stay home so you didn't, like, go out in traffic and get stuck in the middle of a protest. So any additional cases that would have caused were kind of negated by people staying home. So it's all, it's early reopenings. That's what's doing it. What I appreciated about the Black Lives Matter protests is that like when I went, they actually made sure that everybody had a mask. So I saw almost everybody with a mask unless they were like speaking um, and talking about stuff. But then also they had all these like almost like goodie bags or lunch bags and they had like snacks and water and masks. If anybody needed a mask, they were given a mask like people were just like what you need to feel safe so that you can participate in this movement. What do you need? And that's what I kind of what I appreciate about New York is from what I'm hearing from, like I have friends in Florida and all over the country, New York, it's very few people not wearing a mask. Like even I, like the only time I go maskless is when I go for a run, but I always have like a bandana around my neck or I have a mask in my pocket so that as soon as I stop or if I have to go in somewhere, I can put it on. But like, and of course I'm like also trying to keep my distance from people, but like at least I feel safe First of all, I think we got hit pretty hard and we accidentally became Sweden. Like, you know how Sweden was just like, oh, we'll just, everybody will get sick and it's, you know, we'll figure it out. And then immediately they're like, that's not a good idea. I think we accidentally did that just because we didn't know it was here when it was here. And then also the subways and just how crammed we are as people. So I think in a lot of ways, a lot more people got it than, you know, we were the epicenter for the while. But I also think as soon as, you know, Como was just like, hey, mask, social distance, be respectful, take care of people. I think we're still doing that and still taking it seriously, and it, and it shows. Yeah, and it shows that a lot of other areas definitely are not. And yeah. I think California is the best example. Like, all of the surges in cases that are happening here are from mostly four counties, uh, Orange County, Ventura, Riverside, and San Bernardino, and they all opened earlier than everyone else, and now we're all getting sick as a result. Did they do the, like, switch on, everything's open at once thing, or did they do a phase thing? It's in phases, but what happened is they put out all these guidelines that restaurants and businesses have to follow in order to fight the spread of coronavirus, and the L.A. County Health Department just released a report that said, I think 50% of the restaurants and businesses that they checked for compliance weren't following any of that shit. Oh, wow. So people are just reopening and pretending it's over. People don't give a shit. And people like they want they want to look like they're following the rules, like the 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 grocery store that's near where my boyfriend lives. 
they have um, six meters, no, two, it's two meters, which is six feet, like tape for you to stand. But in line, they have that too, but the line, like it curves around, like it, it, so it's like you might be standing two meters apart from the last person, but the person who's like five away from you is right next to you. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, they just want to be perceived to be doing something and but they don't actually care. <laughs> they don't care because like you can't trace it back to them. Like, oh, I got COVID virus at Tesco, you know? So, I mean, as long as they look like they're doing the right thing. I feel like that's what it's going to come down to is if people keep this shit up, we're going to have to start putting contact tracing apps on our phone and shit and figure out where people who got it actually went and who they gave it to. And God damn, I don't want the government that involved in my phone. Like, and they're not going to just stop being involved after this is over. No. <laughs> they're, no. they're not going to just be like, all right, you can have your freedom again. <laughs> you know. I feel like Fitbit and Facebook already know where I am at all times. If that would prevent death, I wouldn't be against it. And I wish it could be like a little app. Like, you know, when they're just like, do you want Google to be tracing you even when you're not using the app? And you're like, no, Google, that's too much. That's aggressive. And it's too much. I just like I think the reason we're in the mess we're in, as opposed to all the other countries, is because we're not testing as much and we're not tracing you know like i i get that there is that kind of risk and you know our government sucks right now and blah 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 but i i do wish there was more testing and tracing yeah and the even me being so against contact tracing is kind of indicative of one of the big problems with coronavirus in this country is that a lot of the responses to it are breaking down along party lines like if obama was president right now no one on the left would have any problem with contact tracing apps at all. But with Trump being president, we're all going to have a problem with it. And people on the right will be like, well, if you're not a terrorist, what do you care? And it's like, eh, you're still putting that in the hands of whatever president you don't agree with next. I mean, but that's what's happening with masks. Like they've made masks political. I think it was I think it was John Stewart. He was he was on a late night show and he basically was like, when you get surgery, your doctor scrubs their hands, wears gloves, and they wear a mask. So are you saying that that's stupid or the next time you get surgery, you don't want your surgeon to wear a mask? Like, it is a little bit like, yeah, this is already scientifically proven when it came to, like, bacteria and diseases and all that stuff before. Why are we just pretending like it's not valid anymore because, you know, uh, liberals are doing it? Like... Yeah, why is it like an equivalent of like being vegan now? It's like, oh, you're a mask wearer? Uh, like, uh, you think you're better than me? Yeah. <laughs> like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maria, are masks as big of a deal in England as they are here? Because I feel like California's, there's going to be a fucking civil war over masks in California soon. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal over here. Like you can, it was for a while that you could wear a mask if you want. It wasn't mandatory. Then uh, just on the 15th of June, they decided to like, if you're going to use the tube, you had to be wearing a mask and they will monitor that if they have the manpower, if it's like a really busy sunny day, like somebody will be staying outside the tube station going, put your mask on, but otherwise there's no one there to do it. So you should be wearing a mask just on public transport, but you don't have to like just be walking around wearing a mask and people still don't do it, you know? And it just, now, now that I'm a mask wearer, cause I have to be, um, now it pisses me off seeing people who don't do it. It's like, it's not for you. It's for me. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? It's for, it's not, it's not like, you're like, I don't need to be protected. It's, it's not about you. It's about it's it's not keeping from going in it's keeping from coming out and like people are just eating on the tube and like and talking on the phone it just drives me insane it drives me insane it's like why would you even if you didn't want to wear a mask why would you eat as someone that's an, a walker eater like i i think this has made me realize how little i sit and eat like i'm always a person that's like eating like i don't know like a taco and walking to the subway i'm always eating granola bars i'm always eating in public and I think this has kind of made me realize that like, one, I can't do that anymore, but I think two, how much I enjoy it. Like that's my biggest loss is like, oh, I can't drink my bubble tea while being around others. <laughs> like, How do people smoke outside? Like if you have to wear a mask outside at all times, how do people smoke? 
Um, it's not that you have, so the, the, the rule is you have to wear it while, if you're not social distancing. So it, it doesn't mean oh. that when you're outside, you have to wear a mask If anything. It just means that if you're in line somewhere, if you're inside somewhere, if you're on the subway, anywhere that you can't social distance. So it's not okay. really a rule that you have to walk around, but I would say about 95% of people are wearing a mask. So like when I walk in the park, I'll usually keep my mask on. And then if I feel like nobody's around, I'll kind of take it off. And then again, when I go running, I don't wear a mask. I just keep it near me so that if I, I stop running, I put it on. But I try to keep away from people. But they basically say anything outside, you're pretty safe. Okay. Smoking does worry me. Like whenever I walk past someone who's smoking, even if they're across the street. You're like, is it traveling in the smoke? Yeah. Well, it's like, like I've, well look, it's like I said before, that those little <laughs> coronavirus cells can't handle the cigarettes and the tar and all the chemicals. They just destroy the stuff. This is proven <laughs> science. information. Science. Absolute science that I'm We have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your vape you know, is probably more dangerous than cigarettes. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to get a podcast? We know what we're doing, Adam. Plus that flame is probably destroying it. And so you're taking it in. Sure, sure, sure. And it's just destroyed by then. So when it comes back out, it's nothing but pure chemicals. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're actually helping us by smoking in public. Yeah. Huge favors. Yeah. You're welcome. I feel like I'm Maria's hype man. I was like in the embers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. <laughs> yeah. One of the I want to talk about masks a little more because they're they're such an issue in California. And I feel like I mean, I know they're an issue other places, but it seems just especially off the charts here one of the craziest examples that is also kind of tied to restaurant reopenings there's this place in san bernardino called riley's farm that sounds like it should be fucking wrapped in an american flag and set on fire and chucked in the goddamn ocean it's a farm in san bernardino that features a historic reenactment compound whatever the fuck that means and an old-timey restaurant where employees wear early american clothing so what side of history is this guy gonna fall on (laughs) let's find out the owner of that place his name is james riley he posted this on facebook after governor newsom made masks mandatory statewide again which just happened last week with all due respect to the governor of california We will continue with our existing position of tolerance for all guests and all staff. Wear a mask if you want to and don't wear one if you don't want to. We are a very small business made even smaller by the COVID crisis and we don't have enough staff to enforce a mask policy or a social distancing policy. And that all, as unreasonable as it sounds, still sounds relatively reasonable. But he goes on. We have also (laughs) been informed that the San Bernardino County at a time of arson, looting, and mayhem by anarchist scum doesn't have the time to enforce the governor's arbitrary edicts. Fucking abolish Riley's farm right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no one needs this guy. (laughs) I I love the way you read that. Yeah, no, that was was beautiful. This is this guy's voice. It can't (laughs) be anything else. It's got to be this. I was hoping it'd be a little more like a, not nasally, just like a little bit more like he's seen things. He's fought his own war, mostly with his wife. Well, he did also say at a time when so many looting, fire starting thugs, scum are causing real havoc, <laughs> local law enforcement has to decide if mask patrol for an epidemic that has 99.8% survival rate is worth their time. We think no. I hope this motherfucker just gets it. Yeah, oh, me too. Oh, God. You know what's worse, though? What is is it? It's a farm? Riley's Farm. It's like an apple orchard. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Kyle, pick some goddamn apples and shut your fucking mouth. I Um, guess what confuses me about how harsh he is, like, I understand as a business owner, he is stressed. I mean, I think everybody is. I mean, you're talking to two people that don't have a job anymore, and we don't know when we're going to be able to perform again and make money but this like this is the time to bring up our patreon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we have bills um but like i understand the owning stress i understand the business stress of it all but what i don't understand is if your whole your your patrons are your community 
you're the people that come to you are are the people like you know you're i don't know how big san bernardino is but it's not a city so it's like these people are going to be repeat customers why wouldn't you care about their health and why wouldn't you try to connect with them and care about them and their their well-being i just don't understand this stance of we don't give a shit because our business might go under and we don't care about you and like he makes it sound like he cares about them because they were like we'll let them do whatever they want but it really does sound like just the bottom line like we care about our bottom line isn't that just it's just the same mentality as buying from h&m it's just like a false economy it's like look how cheap this dress is and you wear it twice and it falls apart yeah and you have nothing yeah um where they're just like yeah they have customers for a week and then half of them get sick yeah and, and the, you have what were you gonna say less customers yeah, that's math. That's math. That's math, man. That's the kind of math that well, I like bring. from you, Liz Mealy. Thank you. More math. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, his stance on masks is a really widespread thing in California. Did you both watch the video of the Orange County board meeting? Yes. I especially like that your time is up. <laughs> like, I was like, we say had that at comedy shows. Your time is up. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I'm going to play a little bit of it quick. Y'all are sitting there breathing freely, building your immune systems without masks. How disgusting, how shameful, how criminal, how corrupt. This is a this is a hoax. It's a fraud. There's nobody dying in excess of any other year in the last decade. Are you aware of that? Stop listening to absolute charlatan doctors like this Dr. Chow, who I wouldn't go... Your time is up. Thank you. Next speaker, please. You're telling me that I have to breathe in CO2 when God gave this body the ability to extract that from my body and now you want me to put it back in my body i have natural rights as a sovereign citizen of the thank united you. states your time is up you are kneeling on the necks of the people and you are continuing to act in a thuggish manner people are now able to commit crimes while fully shielding their faces from sight i begin with the question are you smarter than a fifth grader I remember teaching my own fifth graders about the respiratory system. These 10-year-olds understood the most basic important element needed by the human body is oxygen. So I ask you, why in the name of science and health would you require people, especially children, to wear a mask only to rebreathe the waste product the body wants to get rid of? Making our children wear masks is contrary to the medical experts and it's fundamentally wrong. They need to be exposed to bacteria in the air, playing on jungle gyms. Kids need sunlight, exercise, interaction, youth sports, and prayer without masks. If you deny them that in 20 years you're gonna have a population of immunosuppressed antisocial adults who can only interact via zoom and facetime and need gloves to shake your hand i have been discriminated five times in the last two days i have been actually turned away i cannot go in these businesses without a mask even though i have a health condition these children need to be back on the field not in two weeks now as you can see taylor's got a soccer uniform on and we're still not playing soccer guys it's over like really like you know, I mean, are we still talking about this? Like, it's over, you know, this lockdown. I mean, you're looking at numbers and data and, you know, I go to a resort. Nobody's wearing a mask. Then I come here. Everybody's wearing a mask. I go to a protest. Nobody. Thank you. Mask. Your time is up. He went and fought where, Dad? Where did you fight? What's that? Where did you fight? In the Philippine Islands in World War II. And his fight was for your freedom? my freedom, his freedom, and everybody that's here today. I don't know if you guys are robots or whatnot, so please stop imposing Chinese communism tactics. This is America. This, we need our essential breath. If you're not human, please join Elon Musk on his trip to Mars. And let us, and vote for our breath, please. Let us breathe. And now we're back. My favorite woman in that video is the one who near the end she's clearly reading off of notes but every time she looks down and looks back up she just says something like what are we doing this is over this is a hoax and then she'll look down and go come on guys it's like you wrote (laughs) that down you know what she's doing and i'm i'm guilty of this is like you write the notes and you're like that's too much and i'm not gonna be able to say it i'll just go with my gut what are we doing here <laughs> like maybe like she's it's dyslexic like trump is and there's just no time to figure out what the words say it's just like well what the fuck or it's just her note taking is too too uh condensed and it's just emojis she's like that's an angry emoji <laughs> just be angry <laughs> yeah i also like the guy who brings his son up and goes my son <laughs> 
is wearing a soccer uniform, but we're not playing soccer. We're ready right now. <laughs> and it's like your son's a fucking weirdo. Tell him to put on regular clothes until you're playing soccer. Like, In my mind, I was like, did you guys stop doing laundry? I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> he had a game. They canceled it. He can't take the uniform off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. What's your problem? And that's just one of the meetings that have happened like that around California recently. Somebody made a, a mashup of... Um, Parks and Rec, like every like Parks and Rec when they would be in these crazy board meetings with the people from that board meeting. So it's just like like Leslie Nope being like, and then they're just like my son. Like it's it honestly is one of the best mashups. I'll send it to you guys. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of free time. I've been watching a lot of the internet. Yeah, the the masks. I think Liz mentioned earlier are are the same thing. It's breaking down on party lines like if you're a republican you're less likely to want to wear a mask because you see it as some sort of liberal endeavor and if you're a democrat you're probably going to be more likely to wear one which is insane it's a fucking epidemic like people are dying from this and somehow this is still getting politicized and that blows my goddamn mind yeah i have no idea go ahead sorry know what i just thought of adam because you're wearing a hat like we, if if it was a, like, why can't all the masks have like your favorite baseball team or basketball team? Like, I feel like, like all my, I have two cat masks. I'm a cat lady. So I love my mask so much that I get excited about it. Like I almost don't forget to grab it the way I might forget to grab like my keys or something. Cause I'm just like cat mask. But I do kind <laughs> of wonder if like everybody got like a mask that like almost like a bumper sticker for your face, the same way that like a hat represents you or a t-shirt might represent you. Maybe it's just that yeah. they're, they're doing too surgical and just, they need to get like, they need to wear it like fashion. Yeah. Like MAGA masks or like what, like what are, yeah. what are the t-shirts on Venice beach say like pussy inspector or something or like something. Yeah. More Hell yeah. I, you can be your Make gross self. Yeah, continue to be your gross self while protecting others. Yeah. Liz, that is a really elegant solution to a very difficult problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That. Where's a guy go to get a female body inspector mask? <laughs> oh, that's the one. That's the one. Come on. It's not just straight up pussy inspector. That would be <laughs> straight up pussy inspector would be a very fun mask. <laughs> Dude, let's do merch. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I ordered a bunch of face coverings early on in this and it was when mail was all being delayed and shit and everything was selling out and taking forever and one of the designs i ordered was out of stock by the time they shipped it so they sent me a replacement and it's got a black and white american flag that says don't tread on my freedom on it oh god oh, it's wow like, <laughs> it's like who's buying messages. that and wearing it as a coronavirus face mask those people aren't <laughs> wearing masks no, no one is. That's why they are sending it to people. You know what I mean? Like, I just find it. They're like, this is the only inventory we have left. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, sorry. We we read the room wrong. <laughs> I can't. Um, I just this is a dumb thought. I'm just going to have to get out before I can move on. But I can't believe like Corona, the beer didn't just turn this around on like, cause, you know, nobody wants to drink Corona beer anymore. Like they should have they should have used that. And like the only Corona you actually want or you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. And dead they just like stopped making beer i think they cowered away exactly it's like they're not even around anymore like they just they should have just spun that shit um but seriously i can't breathe in those masks i can't really i i can't i but i'm i don't know if i'm more claustrophobic but like having it having something covering my nose and mouth at the same time has i've never liked it i don't like when people pinch my nose i don't like for a second like joking like sometimes and this sounds bad Sometimes Johnny as a joke, like I'll say a really bad pun and he'll like slowly put a pillow over my face. Like, this, is the <laughs> kindest thing. this is the kindest thing. And I'll be like, no, but for a split second, I'm like, I start to panic. Like, cause I think like maybe this won't stop. Yeah. You're like, maybe I misread our relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe he's not joking. And then, yeah. And then of course he stops and everything is fine and we laugh. And, um, <laughs> but like, no, but I can't stand the, the obstruction of breath, like at any, on any level. So I really, I mean, I'll do it, but I, I like, I couldn't imagine, like I was thinking if I were to fly to America, like if they make you wear masks on plane, would I have to have a mask on for six, seven hours? Cause I couldn't, I couldn't handle that, you know? Yeah. Having it on for that extended amount of time, I think would bother me. Or like if I was doing a job where I had to wear it at work, but I leave the house so little 
anyway <laughs> that it's like a, a mask is the least of my worries i'm more concerned that i'm off the couch and not home working i work too much that's the main problem I flew to Paris because it was like, it was starting to be, my mom made fun of me. I was like, mom, do you have any masks? Is my, my mom's a veterinarian. And she was like, oh my God, we like, I, I was going to bring you one as a joke. And she brought me this cat mask as when I asked for it and I wore it on the plane to Paris. This is February 28th. And then um, I didn't really wear it in Europe. But then when I, especially when I had to take it home, when they kind of, you know, we had, to, I had to leave the country. I wore it the whole flight back. I mean, it's, um, and again, that would be the longest. It's like seven hours or something. It's not enjoyable. And I would say the hardest part is I fly. When I fly, I wear my glasses because I don't want to sleep in my contacts. And I would say the hardest part was the steaming up of my glasses. And you almost have to like find a way to like, I don't know, not breathe on yourself. But what I've really learned over time is just being able to have it tightly around you so you don't steam up your glasses and also just being able to frame it in different places. And then the fact that like surgical masks are a little more breathable than like the cotton masks. I think it's just like the way you kind of figure anything out. Like, I don't know, women kind of know which pantyhose are the less, the least uncomfortable. Like, I just feel like you adapt, like you, you figure it out over time. You're like, okay, I'm, this, this, especially since we're all dealing with, well, I don't know what you're doing with heat, but like California, we're like, it's 85 degrees here. And that's where like, I'm like, I'm getting that sweat, that upper lip Wait, sweat. where are you? I'm in New York. Oh, you said California. No, but Adam's in California, right? Yeah. It's been really hot in LA, but not in the part of LA County I'm in. I'm yeah. So just like I went for a walk and just like this, like I could feel the sweat dripping like that. That's what I'm most uncomfortable about. I was like, ew. And nobody can see it, but I just feel it. I was like, I don't like this. It's just like, yeah, it's just like when you're like groin sweats. You're like, oh, no one knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, it's dripping from my back to my butt. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this. The, the way you said that, your veterinarian mom bringing you a cat mask. I'm just picturing you wearing a mask made for cats now. Yes, yes. That that's exactly modified what it was. to yeah. fit a human. Yeah, she tied two of them together. Yeah, yeah, that's what's been the hardest part is the little ventilation whisker holes. No, um, so what ended up happening, especially in the beginning of coronavirus, is um, there was such a shortage of um, uh, equipment for for real doctors and nurses that they couldn't even buy. Not only could they not buy the stuff, but they had to, like, pause the stuff. And, like, you're not supposed to reuse these things, but they had to find a way to safely reuse masks for – being a vet because it, it was in such high demand they're in new jersey but it was in such high demand in new jersey so what they ended up doing is because they were having trouble buying surgical masks they bought these cotton masks that look like a little cat face um cute like yeah it was super cute i was very cute um and now i bought one um do you know the it's a, like a skater brand rip uh rip nip rip i forget what they're called rip um but nip? they're Rip nip, uh, rip and skater brand. Rip, rip and nip. I forget what they're called, but Same their logo style with rip. Yeah, rip, rip, rip and nip. I don't know, but they they um their logo is a white cat giving the middle finger, and so I bought that mask for my mom and for myself. So I get that's why I get excited. I like to flip people off while also showing I like cats, and it's really helped me say keep safe, keep other people safe. Just saying yeah. I'm a good person. I don't. Uh, I haven't minded where I did. It did kind of dawn on me this week that I should be leaving the house more than I am. So I've started like just going for walks and shit <laughs> in the morning and wearing masks usually doesn't bother me when I'm doing that. But halfway through my walk the other day, I realized it was very sunny and I was because I haven't been in the sun in weeks. I had the potential brewing for like a massive face mask shaped tan line on oh, my yeah. face. <laughs> So then I just took it off, and whenever I walked past someone, I would put it back on. But I also, on one of those walks with about 15 minutes uh, from home, sneezed inside my mask, and that was the most unpleasant shit of all time. <laughs> it was, I kind of like it, because you don't have to put your hands up. It's kind of fun to just be gross and just, like, sneeze into something. But it was I mean, a, unless stuff comes out. Well, that's the thing. It was a very productive oh. sneeze. Oh, understood. I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry for that. So I had to just power through and keep that on. And that was fucking gross. You ever have to sneeze while you're brushing your teeth? You're like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you just get white splatter all over the... Wait, which one of you brushes your teeth with hot water? Oh, watch Liz. your mouth. Is that you, Liz? Yeah, what? Liz. Why? Why? You're going to give yourself like a parasite or something. I didn't 
No, nobody taught me this stuff. I told just, you. Yeah, you told me when I was 34. <laughs> like, how is that helpful? Like, what am I supposed to do with the first 30? Like, is that like why my teeth are rotting? I saw you my doing, she was staying with me like this just earlier this year. It wasn't even like it was years ago. And, no. like, I just, I saw steam coming out of your, you, you were brushing your teeth and steam was, I was like, what? I was like, is that hot water? And you're like, yeah. And then for a second, I thought I was crazy. I was like, have we just supposed to be? Oh, she took like a pole throughout her entire apartment and then like (laughs) outed me. Instagram pole too. (laughs) Oh yeah, and outed me as like a gross person. And then we talked about it on the podcast and she's like, I just feel like the podcast is fully like her shaming me into like all the bad habits I've had. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't feel bad at all. I didn't know it was going to haunt me here. Jesus. Uh, so check out that debate on two non-doctors. <laughs> we cover the real issues. Exactly. Yeah. There is some good coronavirus news, though. There could be a vaccine coming very soon. Scientists have been monitoring coronavirus for genetic changes that could make a vaccine ineffective. And so far, they aren't finding any because apparently what coronavirus does, normally a virus, like viruses like this, mutate all the time. And for some reason, coronavirus has this built-in, they call it a proofreading system, where if it starts to mutate, it will fix that genetic mutation before it starts replicating itself. And that's really important because a, a virus that changes all the time is obviously harder to vaccinate against. That's why there's a different flu vaccine every year. But if it's just always the same disease, we might actually have a vaccine pretty soon. And like that one that proofreads like its a- own work. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, that's so funny to me. Like, yeah, like you, you know, you don't need this Oxford comma, and like, it's just like <laughs> coronavirus became a virus. It was on its seventh draft, and it was like, no, this is the virus we send out. And it's yeah. Went, yeah, I almost said it went viral, and like, uh, kill me. But like, yeah. right, what were you gonna say? No, I, that was hilarious. And I only only you would be like, they cared about their work. They didn't just send it out <laughs> sloppy. They didn't tweet it. They didn't. They wrote the word four, not the number four. That is integrity, uh, my yeah, friends. Yeah. So this is a virus that takes its job seriously, and we need to talk about it. Um, no, I was just going to say that I, 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 I've read a couple of articles um, about the fact that, like, the reason you get one measles vaccine or you know what I mean? You get the polio vaccine, like you get stuff and then that's it is because they're not mutating over and over again. And th- this one is mutating really slowly. And, and that's, that's the one hope that we have is I, the thing that's kind of been positive the whole time for me is that this has happened to the world. And so the world is trying to attack this. And it, it's even though America, I think is handling it probably the worst. Um, the, it, it's an issue for the world and like, I mean, they're pretty much saying that Europe doesn't think they're going to let Americans over. And I was like, they're not wrong. Like, I'm, I, I agree with them. Yeah. Um, so, so, but, you know, people want to come to America. So I, even though people are being very harsh with boundaries and, and borders and stuff, they're not wrong, but nobody wants it to stay that way. And, and on top of the fact that they want people to feel safe and, and, and not continue to have to take these precautions. So I, I have a lot of positivity in the fact that this is, something that everybody is working on and wants it to work and wants it to treat everyone. I hate to break it to you, but nobody wants to come to America anymore for any reason. Yeah, <laughs> There's no. nothing but shootings I- and riots and cops shooting black people for no reason and the virus being poorly handled and people not wearing masks. And um, there have been refugees that have been offered a status in America that they have turned down. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like anywhere but America. Oh, why wouldn't a refugee want to come here right now? Such a welcoming yeah. <laughs> environment. I mean, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> Um, we have some great chefs. Um, there it we, is. <laughs> we, uh, there's some great food. We have some food to offer. I mean, we're also a spectacle. So, like, that's the funny thing. I remember, I think it was, like, the first three trips to London. America, the spectacle. <laughs> we are, we are, we are. That's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, but I remember I would be in London. And remember I told you this? I was like, nobody's, like, peeing on the streets or, like, wearing glitter, doing a dance. Like, I just felt like it's, London felt just like New York, but like different. I just thought in a bad relationship and you're being gaslighted and he doesn't do anything for you. And he always makes you feel like shit. And then you see your, your, you make a new friend and you see their relationship and he's so nice to her. And you're like, Hey, well, he I didn't know it could be this good. 
he's not yelling at you for no reason. I don't understand. Like, and you're, I don't get it. So it's almost the same. Like I remember it was about three trips in. I finally saw a guy in shortage. He was naked and he was dancing. Nobody cared. I was just like, Oh, it feels good to be home. Like it just (laughs) felt like New York city. But I, I think the spectacle of us is also what kind of brought people in. So we just have to be a little safer in our spectacle. Yeah. I don't no, see but, that happening anytime soon, but... Oh, no, not at all. It would be a nice no, touch. No, but it is good news that because, you know, like the flu vaccine you have to get every year because it changes every year. So it's good that this is... Um, they're not noticing any mutations. And so if they come up with a, a vaccine, say, by the end of the year, and it's still the same virus that they started vaccinating, um, then after that, they what do they have to do? They have a few months of, of testing and shit? Yeah, there are 10 vaccines right now that are entering the third stage of trials which is human trials and once those are conducted like Pfizer came out recently and said they think they can have a vaccine ready to deliver by October which that That'd would be, be nice yeah but yeah then, right in time for Halloween Come right on, best holiday? we can get best back holiday. out in the streets and start getting candy yeah uh but then the question is are Americans going to take that vaccine because anti-vaxxers are such a huge thing. I mean, not just in this country, but pretty big in this country. And they're already starting, like there are already people protesting against the idea of taking a coronavirus vaccine and it doesn't even fucking exist yet, which is nuts. Isn't that, so there's, I have two feelings about this because I just learned this about regular anti-vaxxers before COVID. I had, so I've always known about it and things are coming back because of them, but I didn't realize how, especially harmful anti-vaxxers are because there's, I didn't realize that like if you've had chemo, like if your kid had leukemia, like they can't get vaccinated and they depend on herd immunity so that they don't have to get vaccinated. And that's now becoming a risk because more and more people are not vaccinating their kids. So I I actually didn't even understand the extra level of how toxic that uh, mentality is. But, and this is again, me just talking out loud, If the people that don't get vaccinated, so let's say everybody gets vaccinated that wants to get vaccinated, and then there's this like, let's say 10% don't get vaccinated. Is it just going to be an issue for them? Like, is it just going to be their their disease? Am I being, I don't know if I'm being ignorant, but. You would think, like, I, I would assume that if it comes to pass that a vaccine does happen and a lot of people take that vaccine, it's going to be the anti vaxxer types who will get coronavirus and die which i don't know might be all right (laughs) so i guess it's just about because like if enough people take it and you have it so you're safe you're safe you're safe my mom's safe you know then it's just it becomes the community that can be affected by it becomes smaller i i that's what i think i guess what's harder is then there's this window between when your child can get it and and that like I can see and again there's uh, and I feel horrible there's the people that cannot get vaccinated for health reasons that are worrisome but can we like I don't know they have to wear a mask that says I don't believe in vaccines like can we mark them people who so don't believe in vaccines of- aren't wearing masks either yeah, <laughs> I know. it's like hmm. no and it's I mean it's mostly in the United States but it is spreading there are similar movements catching on in other parts of the world like Germany and Australia in Europe Measles cases tripled in 2018, with Ukraine being responsible for more than half of them. So it's I'm interested to see how that part plays out and how big that anti-vaxxer movement becomes, because people have really been riling shit up surrounding coronavirus. Like the, the thing before this idea that Bill Gates is using vaccines to microchip everyone was 5G towers. People were worried that 5G cell towers were causing coronavirus. And in England at one point, there were something like 50 5G towers that had been vandalized or burned down because people think faster internet gives you coronavirus. I mean, isn't that kind of nice, though, if it did? Like, like, isn't that like a pretty good trade-off? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I can download a movie in under a minute... I'll take yeah. coronavirus. That's fine. Yeah, I've always felt that way. There's going to be trade-offs. <laughs> I've already had coronavirus, so give me all the trade-offs. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, yeah, maybe we'll have a vaccine soon. Maybe people will take it. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But I think that's our episode. Yeah. Yeah, you, we uh, killed it. <laughs> do either of you have any final thoughts on coronavirus? Wash Very your much. hands. <laughs> 
As yeah. two non-doctors, we believe you should wash your hands, wear a mask, social distance, and be and a good person. listen to our podcast. Yes, yes. We'll be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be a good person. Wash your goddamn hands. Wear a mask, you selfish fucks. Uh, that's how you build goodwill with the opposite crowd. Call yeah. them selfish yeah. fucks. <laughs> Um, I don't want to be a selfish fuck. I don't. Uh, I don't really have any final thoughts uh, in terms of uh, plugs. Uh, Unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech is our new subscription service. Go sign up there, Liz and Maria. What do you got to plug? I have nothing. Uh, just our podcast because I. It's yeah. just like I put all my heart and soul into it. Two non doctors. It's our um, baby. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's at two non doctors drs on Instagram and two. Oh my god, I fucked it. I'll Can you link, I'll edit to this? All of it. It's, oh, oh, then fuck it. Yeah, just watch, just listen to the podcast and um, and uh, watch Liz's Liz plug your shit. I have a special. Um, I have a free special called Self Help Me. It came out on YouTube like three weeks ago. So uh, I filmed it in November. So there's people. There's laughter. Um, my hair looks fluffy. Um, Your eyebrows are better. My eyebrows are incredible. <laughs> um, somebody straightened my hair. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's free on YouTube, uh, youtube.com backslash uh, Liz Mealy. And um, yeah, listen to our podcast. It's my, it's my favorite part of my week. And I get to do it with my bestie, Maria. Um, and she led me to Adam. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm gesturing. I'm like, our We're buddy Adam. We're all gesturing. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Maria, say goodbye. Goodbye. Liz, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.